Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. The voice of the Lord is essential in being able to obey Him under righteousness. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. We all know that. But the voice of the Lord, uh, we have to listen to attentively for us to go into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. It requires obedience. When we see in Romans 5, grace reigns through righteousness. Grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1 tells us that. Howbeit, grace reigns through righteousness. Not alone is something that is the catalyst. It is the power behind it. That grace, the effectual working of the Holy Ghost upon the heart and the spirit of the believer that is obeyed in the soul realm, the mind, will, emotions, imagination, intellect, and then its outward reflection in life, seeing our good works and glorifying our Lord Jesus, which is in heaven. When we talk about the overcomer, we see that in Revelation, the second and third chapter, that that is essential, that we must overcome. We see that in Revelation 2 and 3, to him that overcometh. Now we know there is the four different levels, the four different levels that we go unto perfection. We start out as newborn babies desire than sincere milk of the word. We may grow thereby. We're born of the water and the spirit. Acts 38. Then we go to little children. And John tells us in his epistle, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake and you've known, you've known the Father. You have that revelation that Jesus, the Son of God, is the Father revealed, not a second person of the Godhead. Then we grow there again in the glory of the Lord Jesus to that of young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Those are the overcomers. That's in Revelation, the second and third chapter. It is essential that we know the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Son of God, that Jesus said there remaineth a rest to the people of God. We see that in Hebrews 4, and Jesus spoke of another day. said, The time is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and those that hear shall live. The voice of the Lord is the leading of the Holy Ghost. My sheep know my voice, a stranger they will not follow. In Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, we see what it is and what is essential to become an overcomer. In each of the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. It's the voice of the Lord. You'll hear Jesus say these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars. He will say these things, saith the first and the last to Smyrna. And each one, he speaks of the voice of the Son of God. In Revelation 2.12, these things saith he which hath 
the sharp sword with two edges. We see the same there in Thyatira. These things saith the Son of God, who hath eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. We see the same in Sardis. These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. The same in Philadelphia. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth, and Laodicea. These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is the voice of the Son of God. And that is exactly what the whole book of the Revelation is about in obedience to this voice of the Son of God. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John, and John will see as in the spirit of Elijah. We're focusing on the voice of the Son of God, the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord thunders. We see that the voice of the Lord is mentioned in Job in a time and a season. And we see that in Job 37, reading verse 1. And this also my heart trembleth and is moved out of his place. Hear attentively the noise of his voice. And the noise of his voice, obviously, is the thunder. We see that in Revelation 10, that the seven thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write and said, See thou writest it not. It's going to come from the little book. We have to take it out of the angel's hand. Nobody's going to give it to you. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. We're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus to perfection. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you, Paul said at the church of Philippi, that he was not already perfect, neither had he already attained but he's striving for that perfection, which the body of Christ will be perfected before the second advent of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will not get perfected in the sweet by and by because Jesus is coming for a church, a bride without spot, without blemish, that's made herself ready, being presented to Jesus blameless in both spirit, soul, and body. That is in a perfect image of himself. That is the will of God. That Jesus will present to himself a blameless church in the full image of himself. Because whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And them that he did predestinate, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. 
them that he justified them, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing less. Now we see that in 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is that spirit. He is the God Almighty, the Father of glory, the Son of God is the Father revealed. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. That is the revelation that he is God, that he is the Almighty. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of liberty. Which we all with an open face beholding as in a glass, not seeing through a glass darkly now, having only knowledge in part. Well, we're seeing through this glass with an open face. Through a glass, and that what? Seeing the perfect glory of God. We all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image. The very same image from glory to glory. That's what we're all called for. Now, the voice of the Lord is what is essential now in this present season of tabernacles, not Pentecost. And we see that voice, Job 37. And he says, And this also my heart trembleth and is moved out of its place here attentively. The noise of his voice, which is a thunder, that seven thunders utter their voices. We hear the thunders, the understanding of the word. Not just hearing it, but understanding. But we have to take that little book out of the angel's hand and eat all of it, not part of it. We have to enter into all these things, all truth, all knowledge of God that is given to us as the faith that was once delivered to the saints that were earnestly been contending for for over two days or 2,000 years, leading us unto perfection. Not in the sweet by and by. Notice it says, Hear attentively the noise of his voice and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. This is the word of the Lord in a preceding word. It's not just a general letter, for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. It's a proceeding word that we have to walk in our daily bread in present truth. And man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He directeth it under the whole heaven and his lightning unto the ends of the earth. Now, the lightning is the effulgence in Revelation. But what follows the revelation is thunder, which is the understanding of that word that has been uh, literally the effulgence and the light of it that's lighted up in our spirit. After it, it says, after it, a voice roareth. He thundereth with the voice of his excellency. Now, remember in 2 Corinthians, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we, the body of Christ, have this treasure in the face of us. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 
But we have this treasure in our earthly vessels that the excellency that he's talking about here, the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. But it's manifest in and through the body of Christ. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, well then Paul who is living. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. How do we express that faith? Well, faith, now faith, present truth, now faith, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Things seen are temporal. We walk by faith, not by sight. And that is only through the faith that Jesus has given to every man. And that is an individual, purposeful, purposeful faith given to each individual believer. For us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. We must do the will of God and able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus stated that in Matthew 7. Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Why? Because uh, you did not do the will of God. He goes on and says, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. They were totally mistaken in their identity, thinking they were right with God. They, they protested to the Lord. Lord, we have done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We have cast out devils in your name. And the Lord said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You're not being led of the Holy Ghost, which is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's called iniquity, lawlessness. And because you did not obey the voice in the leading of the Lord, then he said, you cannot enter in. Depart from me, you to work in iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And because iniquity abounds in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. So the excellency he's talking about will be revealed in and through the body of Christ in the excellency of his glory, not ours. And he says, and he will not stay them when his voice is heard. In other words, he's going to require everyone to do the will of God. And that's the quest for life. How do you know the will of God? Well, we know that it's through the word of God, but not just listening to a pastor or preacher preach. Then we have to seek God diligently of our own. And that is Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. So now that's the quest for life, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, not the plan of salvation, but the individual will and purpose of God for each individual believer. That is the quest for each individual believer to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. 
without doing the will of God. He says, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. Well, we go on with the voice of the Lord, which is mentioned five times in Proverbs 37. I'm sorry, Job 37. And five is the number of grace. And he goes on and says, God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he. Everything that he's spoken in the word of God, he will do. Which we cannot understand. The natural, worldly mind cannot understand or comprehend these deep things of God. It's only revealed by the Spirit. Paul said the same. I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them, but is revealed by the Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. That's where we are now. Not in Pentecost revelation, but in tabernacles. And this season that we're in, that he's talking about here in the voice of the Lord, for the overcomer is in the tabernacle season in the voice of the Lord. And he says, what happens with this voice? Notice in verse 6, this is Job 37, verse 6. For he saith to the snow, be thou on earth. And likewise to the small rain and to the great rain of his strength. Now, The snow and hail and fire, God fulfilling his word, is in Psalm 148. Snow is in the winter. We all know that. And in the winter, pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be a time of great tribulation. We hear the voice of the Lord so that we can overcome. And that gives us the testimony of Jesus, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. It's the faith of Jesus. That's where we are now. And the podcast, please keep tuning in because we will go into the deep things. We'll go into the sealing and the work of the cherubim shadowing the mercy seat that Paul said we cannot now speak particularly in Pentecost, Hebrews 9.5. We will also see that two witnesses, he gives power unto his two servants, And that we see in Revelation 11. But it's after we've been measured. And God's measuring us now. And the ones that are counted faithful, not just called and chosen, but faithful in that calling, will be the instruments that he will use to preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness into all nations, and then the end will come. The voice there brings snow. That's winter. Snow, hail, and fire, God fulfilling his word. As he said he would. That that is determined will be done. And he says, be thou upon the earth and brings in through this winter, through the time of uh, travail, through the time of adversity, through the time of snow, that it brings in the former rain and the last great rain of his strength. Because it's through the sufferings that tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. Experience worketh hope. Hope making not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. But there is 
the work of the ministry, the work of God, this strange work that he will do and a strange act that he will do that will surprise the hypocrite. Those that follow the Lord attentively to the voice of God will be overcomers and will be sealed. And that is essential for salvation. To know these things that is given to us in the book. Sealed with seven seals. We are told to stay out of the book of the Revelation because it doesn't apply to us. It's not applicable. Yes, it is. It's written to the servants of God. Not Israel. Not national Israel. But to the believer, the servants of God. Things that must shortly come to pass. God's revealing it now. That's reason. In, on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord spoke to us, sealed my people by my word. Even as I sent my angel ascending from the east heavenly seal of the living God, so send I you. So we have done our best to obey that command. And it is focused upon the voice of the Lord to be an overcomer. Revelation 2, Revelation 3, going on to perfection. Many people say, and pastors even say, that you will not be perfected in this lifetime, only in the sweet by and by after the second advent. That is a lie. The Holy Ghost is leading us and guiding us into all truth before, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, before the second advent. We see that many times in the Word of God, and especially in the revelation of Jesus Christ, that given to John, that he must again prophesy, preach again, publish, proclamate the word of God, then again prophesy to all nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, that John is you, the body of Christ, in the spirit of Elijah. And it's a great work that the Christ generation will proclaim the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom to all the world, for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. That's why we're preparing these chambers. And notice the chambers is done through the voice of the Lord. And the chamber, the priest chambers, is where we are to hide ourselves. That's a cleft of the rock. And that is, uh, enter into thy chambers. That is the chambers that we, as called as kings and priests, have prepared for the saving of our souls in obedience to the voice of God, to the word of God. Enter thy chambers. And until the indignation be overpassed, the great tribulation. And my anger, God says, ends in their destruction, not the body of Christ's destruction, but the Antichrist and his followers to total destruction. To the end of the war, Desolations are determined, and that determined will be poured out upon the desolate. Daniel 9, 27. So we're seeing that God is preparing his body now. He's sealing them now, and it's through his voice. Notice he says that he sealeth up the hand of every man that all men may know his work. All will know him from the least to the greatest. When these judgments of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. For all will know him from the least to the greatest. For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. He goes on and says, Then the beast go into dens, 
and remain in their places. Why? In the winter, we see that all the bees hibernate. They go into the den. They hide themselves. Then what happens? Out of the south, that is a great change in seasons. We're changing from the Pentecostal season. Out of it now, we're already in a different season to those that have an ear to hear. There's a season change, which we're already in now in tabernacle. And he says, out of the south cometh the whirlwind and cold out of the north. Here's the work of God. It's a strange work. And it's through the voice of the Lord. By the breath of God, frost is given. And the breath of the waters is straightened. It comes together. Pressed together. Also, by watering, he wearieth the thick cloud. He scattereth his bright cloud. There's a balancing of the cloud. When the cloud comes in and stormy winds and beat against that house upon a rock, the house did not fall. There is a cloud in the Shekinah glory of God. There's a balancing of the cloud that if you're partaker of the sufferings of God, you're also partaker of the consolation. There's a balancing of the clouds of that in trouble, which yields a blessed hope. And that's what he's saying here. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him to bring us to an end of our own fleshly desires, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust. Those are the Christ, the seed, the Christ generation that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world. It is a body movement, not apostle, not a bishop, not a prophet, but the body of Christ coming together in the unity of the faith to the knowledge of the Son of God. They will bring this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness to all nations. The body will be in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. Those that hear his voice and a stranger they will not follow and obey this voice of the Lord under righteousness, obedience under righteousness will be the ones that he uses for his honor, for his glory as instruments of righteousness. He says also, as it turned round about his counsels, that they may do whatsoever he commanded them upon the face of the whole earth. The whole face of the world and the earth. He causes it to, he causes it to come, whether for correction or for his land or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. The voice is what's going to get us there. Friends and believers in our Lord Jesus Christ is only one way. And that's through obedience unto righteousness in hearing the voice of the Lord and obeying it. Look at Psalm 29. We're on the voice of the Lord again. That voice is clearly in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, to all of us. If any man hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. 
If any man let him hear, if any man hear, let him hear. Individually, the voice of the Lord. He says, in there in the 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 Psalm twenty nine. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Watch the voices here. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Here we go. Seven voices. One. Verse three. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. Those are the waters of truth. And it's upon not only the waters of truth in the knowledges of God in the crystal sea, the deep calleth unto the deep, God answering by the water spouts, showing us these deep things of God through his spirit. But it's also upon the sea that's on multitudes, kindred, nations, and tongues all over the whole earth. The voice of the Lord is powerful. That's the second time mentioned. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. That's the third time. Verse 5. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. That's the cedar work. There we have four. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon is baked brick. It's not the stone, the rock. It is white baked brick of Laban in the Lebanon. And he breaks those cedars of Lebanon. Now he will uncover the cedar work, which is the walls that is in the most holy place. That's the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the work of the ministry. He will uncover the cedar work. We will do this in the podcast going into the greater depth and through the cherubim shadowing the mercy seat, Paul said, of which we cannot now speak particularly. We'll cover that. But we'll see in 1 Kings 6 that in that cedar work, in the cedar walls, in the walls of salvation, in the most holy place, the holy of holies, he will have an engraving of an engraver of a cherubim. Then there's another engraving of palm trees and another engraving of open flowers. That's the Pleiades. That's the seven sisters of the seven stars to the seven churches. And we'll see the time is now. It's through the voice of the Lord, not of any of our righteousness or our, our holiness, but for his namesake he does it. For his honor, for his glory, reveal in through his instruments of righteousness, the church. It says... He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Well, there's a lion man, calf, and eagle, making her feet like hind's feet that will not slip up on the mountains. In every individual promise given to us that we receive, believe, and obey. By doing that through obedience unto righteousness, we will be instruments of righteousness. We'll be vessels meet for the master's use. And he says also, Lebanon and Syrian, like a young unicorn. Now, somebody said there's not a unicorn. Yes, there is. And uh, we'll get into that, the arcs. And that is the unicorn. And by it, he thinks he brings all the nations and gathers them into one. 
Now we're talking about the voice of the Lord bringing everything in to his glory to reveal himself that he is the only true God in eternal life and there's not another. Then we go, the voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. That's the sixth time it's mentioned. The voice of the Lord is that sharp two-edged sword, rightly dividing the spirit from the soul, soul from the spirit. And the seventh, the voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh, the sanctuary. The voice of the Lord maketh the hind to calve. There's seven times he mentions the voice of the Lord. And verse three, there's one, verse four, two, and verse four, there's the third, verse five, the fourth, verse seven, six, and uh, eight, verse eight and verse nine, there's a voice, uh, actually seven times, but two times mentioned in verse four, the same voice. So there's seven different attributes of that voice in verse three, four, five, seven, eight, and nine. Eight voices mentioned, but seven attributes of that voice. And we see the voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve. That is the latter growth after the king's mowings in the latter rain. And discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. It's the glory of the Lord revealed to the saints of the living God. The Lord setteth upon the, the flood. Yea, the Lord setteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. That's power. And to his two witnesses there in Revelation 11. These are the servants of God. It is the church in the fullness of glory. In perfection. Not a Pentecostal church, but one that's come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Now we're seeing that the Lord will go forth out of the whirlwind of the south. We see in Zechariah 9, as we read and we're closing, it says there in verse 13, When I have bent Judah for me, fill the bow with Ephraim, raise up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made thee, made thee as a sword of a mighty man, and the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrows shall go forth as the lightning. That's the word of God in its brilliance of effulgence in lightning, appearing from the east even to the west, covering the whole earth, the work of God. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with the whirlwinds of the south. Out of the south, the Lord goes forth with the chambers of the south that we see there in Job 9. We see that in the south, he gives us what that is. And it's a different season. It is in, we see Job 9, verse 9, which maketh Arcturus. 
Orion, Pleiades, the seven sisters, seven stars, which are the seven stars to the seven churches, the Pleiades, are those seven stars gathered together as seven sisters. And the chambers of the south, all of these are in chambers of the south. It's where the Lord comes from with this work, this wind of God. And he will, in the final, the final south wind is to bring them to the truth. The north wind is to blow upon his garden. The sweet spices there, and they flow out in the north wind and come and blow thy south. Blow upon the garden of God so that the sweet spices may flow out. There's the wind. I bet the south wind, God goes forth in that, in that warm wind of, it says, Arcturus, Orion, and Pleiades. Orion comes forth in the winter. The Pleiades breaks forth in the sweet influences of Pleiades. That's in the spring, which is the new thing that God is doing. When he does that, all the gospel will be preached in all the world, full witness in all nations for three and a half years, 42 months of time, times and a half. We see that in Revelation 10, 11, and 12. But then it consummates in the east wind. And that is, that east wind, the Eurycladon, that is a destroying wind, a wilderness wind, not the fan nor the purge. He stays the north wind and the south wind in the day of the east wind and the day of the Lord. So it's imperative, essential, critical that we are attentive to the voice of the Lord in present truth, going on to perfection now, not in the sweet by and by. Tune in to the podcast as we go into the sealing. The sealing is in the engraving of an engraver of a signet or a sign of law of God, which is Zerubbabel. We'll cover these uh, and I think you'll see that we're in a great season of God. The greatest time ever to be alive, ever, is now in the body of Christ. Well, we are inviting you to our new website that we have a Bible study there. And it's designed for you. Simply join up free, register at jcic.tv. And there you will be given a password, a username and password. And simply, I'm subject to you to answer your questions. And many pastors and ministers throughout the world are joining. And there is simply as a forum to have fellowship one with another. Ask your questions, and then we will do our best to answer them. Simply go to jcic.tv and register. You'll be asked a question. Do you believe in the one God, Jesus only doctrine of Christ? Do you believe that Christ is God? Do you believe the man Christ Jesus is the Father of glory? If you answer yes, it will allow you to register. If you say no, and you are a Trinity, it will not let you in. This is for the people of God. We look forward to seeing you there, and you'll see a chat there, simply ask questions while I'm streaming live service. You'll be there with me and you can ask questions while we're streaming. And as you ask questions, we will answer them as we go. Again, it's a Bible study. It's not where we're preaching or teaching. 
It's simply a Bible study for the ministers and believers to come together in the unity of the faith. Join me there at jcic.tv. And we'll have a wonderful time with the Lord. I know you'll be blessed. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.